We are shows what you know We'll always watch TV And if you think we can't We'll watch more and you'll see That's why the people of the web Believe in Jim from Las Vegas And Jacob from Sweden Welcome to the White Room Uh, oh yeah, we should sing that song in a white room by the station. No? Okay, just me. Welcome to the white room, the place where all your dreams come true and me and Jim can finally touch. The dream has almost been fulfilled. How do you feel? Uh, I should say. And also, hello, my name is Jacob Burrows. Hello, my name is Jim Scampoli, and you ask me how I feel, that's a very complicated question with a very complicated answer, because yes, we are talking about the television show Legion, mm. the quasi-X-Men somewhat mind trip, and the only way I could really answer this question is to say, Legion, all I want to do is love you, why don't you let me love you? That's a succinct way to say it. Shall we end the episode there? I believe that does sum it up. Uh, yes. Yeah, so we're doing an in-depth discussion on episode five of Legion. Uh, why won't you, you let us love you, Legion? Um, yes, episode five. How do you... I, I'll throw it to you to start with. How do you feel overall, except for the love part? Um, I, I mean, I'm... I'm I'm very, uh, like, I guess the same. I feel like it's, it's tough because I'm just saying the same things every week. And it's, 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 yes, I want to like this show. I feel like I want to like this show more than I like it, which I know it's, that's a, you know, kind of a bum out thing to say, kind of negative. But, um, I feel like every time this show does something good, uh, it does a, a bunch of bad things or, continues to not do uh or continues to do the things that it was already annoying before you mm. know what i mean yeah i do know what you mean and <laughs> i do feel like it kind of floats along doing a lot of similar stuff i feel like there's it's pretty it's not gonna be a show where at the end i'm saying wow this was the best show i've ever seen however all yeah. the positive stuff we've already gone over again and again still stands because they do interesting stuff but you know how is it going to pan out? We're almost like it's almost over. The show's almost over. Uh, how is yeah. it panning out? Mm. We're we're gonna get into it in detail. Before I forget, I did want to thank listener Matthias Pilhede for some nice fan art of us. Thank yes. you. Very Is that cool. how you say his name? Yeah. <laughs> how would you say? I never knew. Pilhead. Matthias Pilhead. <laughs> it's close enough. Uh, he's a Swedish. Though I always bastard. say it. Yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, uh, if you want to send fan art, I mean, if you don't want to comment on Legion, uh, fan art is also accepted. You can contact us in a myriad of ways on our personal Facebooks, Twitter. You leave a comment on this uh, on this podcast is also a possibility. Oh, so many yep. ways. But yeah, Matthias uh. Pilere has a YouTube. It does uh, all about art and uh, stuff like that, drawing. Uh, you're going to find my voice acting there in a few in a few videos, so you're going to want to check out that. I'll, since I'm an egomaniac, I will link to that specific video in the description. Cool. Very cool. Mm. Yes, but now Legion. Well, this show Legion, it just keeps trekking along. It's just going on that same old dusty trail. And um, this this show... You know, when it when it premiered, it was like, oh, wow, this show looks great. It's strange. It's kind of bizarre. It's messing with you. 
What are they doing? What, what can happen next? And the answer to what can happen next is the same thing over and over again. So it stopped being like interesting and like, like, wow, this is messing with my mind. And more like, we get it. This is Legion. Like, it's almost, I don't want to say it's a parody of itself, but it's almost there. Uh, and again, it's good. It's, it's a cool show, but I wish it was cooler. I agree with you, but at the, I mean, I will say I feel like there is stuff happening that I do enjoy and there is progression. There's just not enough of it. So I, I do feel that that does make it balance a bit towards what you're saying. Well, and I mean, yeah, I guess there's kind of progression, but we I, we've talked about this before. Like, it's not that much longer than a regular show, but it's almost ten minutes longer than a regular show, mm-hmm. and for kind of no reason. And um, but what about they, how, how how do they fit in all the montages without those exactly, extra minutes? Yes, the way they present things, it just feels like you're seeing the same thing over and over again, and you're cons. We've brought this point up uh, before, and it, they're doing it again. The audience is consistently ahead of the characters. Mm-hmm. So we've already figured something out a week ago or two weeks ago, and then here they are like, there is a parasite? <laughs> There's a parasite inside David? Mm-hmm. And, and it's starting to feel like this would make a great movie and maybe not so much a great series. Yeah. Yeah, especially since they kind of uh, pitch it a bit as a mystery of like trying to piece together stuff, and we're all like doing it, but not even working that hard for it. Like you've, mm-hmm. all, it, it's more they've just shown us stuff already, and then the characters react to it an episode later. Like this week, I think we did make the joke last week of like, oh, Lenny and Benny and the the big fat monster are all the same. And this week they do show that like right at the end, I think. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, oh my God, they're the same. And we're like, yes, yes, they are the same. I'm sure mm-hmm. at the end of the next episode, it's going to be like, wait, we weren't in therapy this whole time? <laughs> because this episode does end with them all in therapy together and that's quite clearly not real uh but i'm sure they'll figure that out towards the end of the next episode yeah it's and i don't know why like i feel i feel bad because i don't want to be negative on this show and it, and it, it really comes back to i'm gonna keep hammering at home i i want to love this show but then it's just not it's not fully enjoyable uh as far as like a tv series is concerned like it's not like I don't want to watch it. It's still like, oh, I want to see what happens next. I want to watch till the end. It's not a show that's so bad that I don't that I want to quit and like I don't care. I do care, and uh, I like I like you know I like Sid and David, and I want to see where that goes. But it just feels like we're treading the same ground every episode. Uh, yeah, like you said, there are there definitely is, you know, story progression, but. For the way this show pitched itself, and maybe this is my bad for thinking it that way, but the way the show, like especially in the pilot and even the extension of other episodes, it felt like it was so dense with clues and things that were going to mean something, but it's coming. It's becoming clear that a lot of that stuff doesn't mean anything. And but, but what about the almost, dance? The dance, exactly. Gym. Yeah, exactly. It, it's it's kind of just exactly what you thought. Which is not a big deal. It doesn't have to be some earth-shattering uh, spin, 
but I, I want to feel like the show isn't just being up its own ass a lot. I, I want to feel like they're building, like, some of the... Not so much the show itself, but some of the stuff they do. I want to feel like it's not just a show that's ashamed that it's about a superhero, uh, which it just clearly is. <laughs> you did touch on that, I think, in, in one of the earlier episodes, yeah. that it's like... It's more like you're trying to to distract us from the fact that you're just doing a superhero story. Like, are you actually doing something more interesting or are you just messing around with us a little mm -hmm. bit just to be cool? You know, are you that kid who is like too mysterious for their own good? You're never going to get a girlfriend this way, Legion, if you just... <laughs> just yeah. Well, maybe you are. Maybe you're, that's the thing. Maybe that's why we're both bitter, because I see a lot of people still who are like, oh, my God, it's so confusing. That means it's great. Uh, yeah, <laughs> kind of. True. Uh, if that floats your boat, fine. But um, let's go through the details of the episode, shall we? Well, I mean, where are you at as far as just generalities? Kind of the same place or? Uh, it's. It, I was like feeling a bit more on board here. And then the ending kind of made me feel less on board again because I felt like, okay, so we know kind of what the next episode's going to be. You're revealing stuff we already figured out. I mean, th the progression I was talking about was that our main character is now a crazy psychopath murderer. Like, that's mm -hmm. uh, undeniable. He, he goes around, maybe he's partially controlled by this parasite inside him, which is uh, Lenny and Benny and all, all, the, same, all the same thing. Um, but at the same time, uh, I mean, what made sense to me was last episode, he went into his own mind and he came out with this new understanding and new control of his powers, even though they didn't do much to actually justify that while he was deep under. Now that he comes out, it still makes sense in a way, structurally, mythologically, that he has found some sort of connection, even if we didn't necessarily see it. I guess maybe he made a deeper connection with the parasites, which is, you know, why everything seems fine and dandy, because he can control his powers more now. Uh, but as it turns out, you know, that, that bowl of strawberries is full of beetles, so, so it becomes a negatives thing at the end. That all feels... Like, it makes sense. Like, it feels like where we should be in the story at this point. But some of the way in which it, like, practically develops, and as you said, the way they show stuff, the way that they walk to the car and it has to be in slow motion with music uh, to go and get him, why didn't they just cut to the car? I guess for build-up, but there's a lot of stuff. Why Why did it suddenly turn into super widescreen when, when someone ran into the room? It really feels like they're <laughs> yeah, trying yeah. to signal that these things are all so super meaningful, but you've already tipped your hand and told us that it's not. Like, I, mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't care how many posts there are on Reddit about his different t-shirts. It doesn't really matter, you guys. Uh, <laughs> at least that's my interpretation of it. Yeah, weirdly enough, I'm with you, but there's, there's some of the details I disagree with. Uh, in a weird way, I'm kind of... I, I mean, I don't love the ending of this episode. Uh, and I'm sure we'll talk about a little bit more about it later. But I, I, in a way, I kind of look forward more to what that means than some of the other stuff. And the whole thing with the, um, the, the parasite or the yellow-eyed demon... Like rewatching some of the clips in the uh, chapter four, I, I think it does. It is. I mean, it wasn't completely clear in the episode, but now seeing this episode, it's clear because he gets so scared for Sid and he wants to help Sid that he kind of gives power over to the demon. Because right. they have that weird shot where like 
their faces become like one and it be like goes into this red like whatever so i i you know i see it as he's he's like handed over the 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 wheel you know jesus take the wheel and now the monsters in the driver's seat and kind of controlling david and it's like the whole thing that it wanted all along yeah now it's in control um and in a weird way i see the ending as like is it now and affected everyone or infected everyone and is it it's kind of we'll learn more about these characters uh at least that's what i hope Mm. so in a weird way uh i kind of look forward to what they're gonna do with that Although there's definitely a potential for things to be very bad. <laughs> you don't think it's just going to be a bottle episode uh, where they're just stuck in this psychiatry thing inside his I, mind? Well, I think it will, but we, in a weird way, I like episodes like that with TV because as long as they use it for a chance, if, if this parasite has now infected everyone, if they use it for a chance to flesh out some of these other people... And we learn about them in more meaningful way. I like that stuff. Okay. Um, but yeah, there's definitely potential for, for it to be awful. But if we learn more about what the parasite is and how all these other people are, and how it's gonna that's gonna build more towards the ending, I like that stuff. Like okay. I like the fly. I like uh um even although Restless isn't really a bottle episode, but Restless of Buffy, where you just it's more about the characters uh, themselves and what's what they kind of hide and they and, and you're showing that rather than having a character come in and say, I'm this and this is this and I'm this. I don't know. Yeah. That's, I don't know if that makes sense, but I do. I like that if it's if it's used to service the characters and what their uh, effect on the story is. Yeah, I, I that makes sense. And I think that's probably what they're going to do. And I do hope that it's successful. I, I mean, it, it definitely can be. My reasoning for not liking it is more superficial, where I'm like, it's very easy to scale out uh, when what I like. I like when they're in the real world, when, when things are as <laughs> real as possible, I'm more uh-huh. on board. I care more about what happens because I believe that it's somewhat real, at least. And the further we are away from that, the the more, like, disconnected I feel because it doesn't feel real. Um, so a lot of this episode was outside in the real world, just like episode four, uh, because we, we get to see David doing real stuff in the real world. And now it felt like, okay, but let's go back deep into his mind and I get that they kind of have to do that because the show is about that and I do hope mm-hmm. it pans out it just it just brought down my interest meter a bunch because they were in the real world figuring stuff out and I mean maybe they'll only be in that therapy room for 10 minutes next episode but I don't expect so yeah yeah and I, I and to your point as well with this we, we kind of touched on a bit with this show being eight episodes and this episode being the sixth out of eight, it is kind of like what you know. If you, it, it, it is a fifth. weird. Pl- uh, well, I'm talking about this. Oh, I'm talking about this upcoming right. one that we're like speculating on a bit. Yeah. So for the sixth episode to be a bottle episode to take time about the characters, if it's building towards something really important to the finale, sure. But if it's like just learning, if it's just now fleshing out why these characters are here, yeah. then it's like, why did you wait till now? And uh, let's fucking start building towards a fucking climax already. Yeah. 
And speaking about characters that should have been fleshed out, I mean, the very first thing in the episode is that you're proven wrong with what you wanted. Well, not necessarily uh, proven, but the thing you wanted or and assumed that the girl yeah. was dead, the guy was dead, and I was telling you there's no way, Jim. Uh, yeah, and indeed, right. they are still alive, which makes the... Uh, I was about to call them the initiative, uh, speaking of Buffy, but <laughs> it makes Division 3 less uh, less threatening. And, and I mean, that is also consistent with what this episode is. It's showing True. very clearly that Division 3 doesn't matter at all. Uh, they are not important. They've been destroyed, more or less. Uh, but at the start of this episode, it was r- really like, okay, I'm not scared of division three anymore because they didn't even kill this character that i don't even care that much about uh that they didn't flesh out how did you feel about finding out they're super alive yeah my first note is ugh, <laughs> carrie carrie is still alive i just groaned i mean because it, it, it is because not only was it a, a wasted moment in chapter four because we didn't know this character or uh, know him that well to care about it being some sort of climactic like non-hero death moment but then to even have it just not really be a thing at all in the next episode it deflates it even more it's even more worthless than it was which i couldn't even have imagined <laughs> okay so uh let's just put that to bed it's just, yeah. it is what it is um more importantly in this episode we get sid and david going into this vr we've talked mm-hmm. about how he can construct these realities and now because he merged with the monster he has this all new skill set that he uses for sex like we all would um yeah. they create this white room where they can touch and kiss and there's insects on the strawberries ooh very foreshadowing very good yeah well and i feel this show um this show's like at its most energetic when it wants to like weirdly discuss sid's power and uh it feels like the whole reason this show exists is for david and sid to talk up so david can talk about how weird it was to pee as a woman and then for Sid to talk about how uh, she fucked her, her uh, mom's, mom's boyfriend, boyfriend. Yeah. Yeah. and uh, changed back to herself while he was inside her. And then all I could think about would, would then that mean that they would change again? Like, if he's inside her and she's back to Sid, wouldn't she then switch spots with the guy and then she'd be inside herself? Yes. Uh, good question. I'm sure there's a thread about that somewhere online and a and a, like a home home drawn porn comic. Uh, well, but the thing is, like in a way, like yeah, you're you're goofing off on my question. But this show wants to explore that shit. That's yeah, why yeah. they have it brought up for no reason really on the show. I mean, I guess there's a reason, but the, I don't know. It feels like the show enjoys this so much. But then it's like, all right, well, then let's fucking have it out then. Yeah. Let's explain what's going on. <laughs> so he's inside her and you change back and the guy's like, ah, you know, my fucking girlfriend turned into her daughter. And, and then I turned into. Yeah. And yeah. then I turned into her. Even <laughs> And then I turned to her and then I had myself inside me. Dear Penthouse, she- <laughs> <laughs> I got fucking issues. Forget about all those other letters. Here's a doozy for you. Yeah. Um, well, I did. I did write. What is this taboo? Because uh, this one, this is really like a very porno story. Like it's yes. it's very self indulgent, um, which is kind of what you're describing. But I mean, yeah, yeah, I agree, Jim. But I mean, and- didn't it get you? Didn't it give you like. Ooh, taboo-ish tingles down in your stomach, like, oh, so forbidden. 
Yeah, but then they also have her deliver it in like a very dry. Not that I mean, not that I need her to like say it all sexy or whatever. But clearly, like they deliberately want her to deliver it in this like weird dry way. Yeah, but at the but at the same time, this show wants to explore that, which is which is fine. But it just feels so I don't know, not really out of place, but just kind of bizarre. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and this is also the scene where we get some. Um... Very complicated and hard to analyze use of color. Uh, there's a blue room and there's a red room. <laughs> what could yeah. it mean? Uh, yeah. So he's talking to Lenny in the red room and uh, Sid's like, what's going on in the red room? But it uh, mm. doesn't matter because, well, well, first, uh, obviously, David's acting extremely alpha with Professor Bird. He's a yeah. completely different character almost uh, where he's being a, a big macho, macho guy. He's like, I'm going to go get my sister. I don't even care. Right? Blah, blah, blah. And indeed he does. He vanishes without a trace, uh, leaving her behind despite what he said because uh, Aubrey's in control. So that pretty much propels us through half the episode, more or less, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's alpha male in her, but like he's, he's even doing it like in her mind. Like he's not even saying it out loud Yeah, when he's talking to Bird about... And she's... She's not only is she being alpha, but she's also in a little bit more vulnerable state because she wants to know about her husband, which is, again, it's like, I guess I kind of hope to get a little bit more on this because it feels like it became such an important thing Mm -hmm. for something we didn't know about until like an episode ago. Uh, Like, like, who cares? Like, who cares about her husband? Who cares about her? Uh, Let's fucking get down to some... Let's get down to David's shit already. Jesus. Well, apparently her husband doesn't care much because he'd rather hang out in his ice yeah. cube than... Yeah. And, and as David uh, not too kindly breaks to her of like, did did she ask about... Did he ask about me? Like, no. He doesn't <laughs> care about you even a little. Yeah. Now get out of my way. And so one of the examples of what them doing weird stuff just to spice it up, um, I mean the the there's a scene where Sid goes to Bird after David vanishes and tries to talk her into saving him or something or yeah going after and whatever they're discussing and they just break the I don't know what it's called in English like 180 degrees rules where you see them from one side and then the camera's opposite on the opposite side so it looks like they're in the wrong place um mm. and that's just one of those things they do to make things feel a little bit off uh, for no real reason, it feels like. It's just to have some extra style in there. And that's where I feel like there is some credence to people saying style over substance, where there's really no reason to do that except to be a bit weird. Yeah, I don't think I even noticed it. No, it's more. I it wasn't super noticeable. I just had to go back and was like, "Wait, why did why did they do that?" And I suppose it's like yeah. we're artistic, you know. But um, and it's yeah, we're wasn't breaking really, all the rules. Yeah. We're French. we take all the rules. Give us the rule book so we can break it. It wasn't even that like jarring or anything. It was just a tiny detail, and there's just a thousand of those in this show where they do stuff. It feels like just because. Maybe they have reasons. It just kind of feels like they don't. Yeah. But anyway. And then, uh, and now, like, uh, uh, the memory guy is, like, so against, like, oh, we, we don't need this guy. And uh, Bird's very obsessed with getting her husband back. So she's like, we need to help him. And there's just kind of this non... 
uh, like really not really important thing of like, should we do it? Shouldn't we do it? And then they, you know, spoiler alert, they do it. They go to yes. try to go help them. Mm-hmm. And it, the the memory guy feels like he, I mean, maybe he'll be fleshed out, but he really feels like he takes whatever opinion is the opposite of Sid's or whatever, just to get some yeah. conflict going. Like what, does he really have reasons behind all the stuff he says and does? Um, I don't know. But anyway, yeah, they go in a slow motion montage to get him back and find that Division 3 has been pretty much destroyed. There's people mm. half inside the asphalt, which is the most iconic uh, image from this episode, um, where, yeah, Sid's feelings are hurt from being left behind. Uh, but yeah, as I made a note, like, clearly Aubrey Plaza is the monster. monster. Uh, they go. Yeah, they really, they yeah. really love the idea that he could put people in walls or in the floor, mm-hmm. and I don't know. You'd think he would just be ripping people apart with his mind or whatever, like he does his dishes in his fucking kitchen that we've seen a million times. He doesn't even uh, go in like, haha! I will like. He doesn't even do it efficiently. He really enjoys dancing around and killing people. Oh yeah, yep. Which is like underlining, uh, he's a villain at this point. Yeah, I, he's he's different. And uh, we see the worst death of the year so far uh, by one of the, the, the old man in D3, yeah. um, who's like, he's really fucking playing for the, the seats in the back in this scene. <laughs> and I, maybe I only noticed this, but I felt like this scene was awful and this actor was awful. And, uh, and this is what? This was the old guy from the first episode, I assume? Yeah. Or, uh, yeah, we... Uh, and he remember they had a dog or something? <laughs> was that a yeah. thing? <laughs> no, it wasn't important. <laughs> but anyways, yeah. So we see this guy and he's like, uh, oh, last poor Yorick. Like he's really fucking. <laughs> yeah, he's really. Yeah. Ha- this guy's really hamming it up. It completely <laughs> took me out of it. And he's just like, it was a human face, <laughs> a human face. And then even when he's done saying, he's still they, the 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 camera lingers. And he's like, ah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and for a show that like like you know it had, does have a lot of style but at least most of the acting's been kind of you know on point for, for the most part there was not, nothing really acting wise that took me out of it until this and it was really a bizarre choice I thought. Yeah, it's been pretty naturalistic acting uh which is good because they're dealing with so weird situations that that gives at least some sort of foundation where they're acting like no no crazy stuff is happening when clearly lots of crazy stuff is happening uh but this one um i mean my only thing i i thought was like yeah people love hearing about hearing that about their significant other other it wears a human face (laughs) and and sid's just standing there like no but david's my sweetheart she would never (laughs) and then seeing the security footage where they actually do someone else sees the big fat bastard for for the first time in on the infrared or whatever yeah. it is mm-hmm. uh so uh, it's it's extremely clear what's going on for a show being uh so mysterious or or playing itself off as so mysterious it's very clear all along what's happening and that's why the next scene is so strange where uh the doctor carrie <sighs> calls them in the sky so <laughs> awful it was so bad uh yeah because what what was that what what how did he do that what, what was it i don't know they, it's their communicator. If, if like David did it, I would understand because David, like they talk about, if you could sometimes be in David's world and he controls it, or if they ever said that he was some sort of telepath or something. 
But then I, I so I have to assume since that doctor's not a telepath, he's just actually broadcasting in the sky to them. Yeah. Why not? And they were and they were doing shitty things like they kept like overlaying it over, like maybe I guess we're seeing it from the other side. And they they were doing these like lame editing tricks with it where his thing was overlaid over them looking at it. It was just trying to be all like, I guess, artsy. And it was just a dumb thing. Just have them fucking call on a, a fucking watch or something. Jesus. Well, it's the sixties. It's the sixties. They don't have phones. Uh, yeah. And I mean, for if nothing else, if you're a secret organization, that's not the best way to relay sensitive information. Especially yeah. as we do find out, the guy with the gla- the fake guy guy is like standing ten feet away from them. Yes, oh, that was presumably bad sees all of that. Uh, <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so he calls him up and he's like, oh, chaos theory. How does this all flow together? I, he had two minds all along. And they're like, oh, that's yeah. a, he's not crazy. And he's like, maybe he is. <laughs> no, it's a parasite. And they say parasite a hundred times and, and we all, stuff we all know. Uh, yeah, he gives a lot of exposition for sure. He's like, let me get on the sky call and explain what's going on in this show real quick. And, uh, and, and I guess he just figures it out from seeing that flash on the screen. Because suddenly he's Jermaine clement from the last episode and it's like he's he's schizophrenic and it's like he's david's not schizophrenic because like no he's like our schizophrenic where it's like a literal person living in his head it's like legion schizophrenic <laughs> don't you get it yeah i'm i gotta call him on skype <laughs> <laughs> hey 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 oh oh my gosh uh well if you think that was ridiculous what happens next is we hear a banjo playing yes and, and i did recognize this song from just the f- chords but i th- well the opening bit but i mm-hmm. thought there's no way great song though great it's a song, great song but I was thought there's no way they're doing Rainbow Connection, <laughs> and then <laughs> it's a Muppet thing. It's yeah, not the yeah. most serious thing. I mean, I get it's a mashup and everything. This show is a mashup, I guess. Uh, the Muppets were out in the '60s, so it all checks out. Was it? I don't know when that started. But uh, yeah, the, she teleports into the white room where David won't talk to Sid. Uh, she, he's sitting there with a banjo. And that's when I knew when I saw the banjo, I was like, oh, they're doing Rainbow Connection. And indeed, he, he plucks <laughs> away at the banjo like Kermit the Frog. Uh, and uh, she just walks around trying to figure out what's going on and sees through the looking glass. He see, she sees that um, David's gone back to where he was a child. Yeah, yeah, I, I kind of like this though because you know, I see it as that D- David's trapped in that room, and um, that's his ice cube or whatever, and he can't. He, he's trying to you know warn Sid or whatever the best way he can by playing their favorite Muppet song. <laughs> yes, it's a good song. I mean, I I didn't hate it. I did feel like it was a bit like this is freaky for freaky's sake. Uh, understandably, yeah. Sid is not charmed. Uh, she she does see King the dog and the angriest boy in the red room. Closes mm-hmm. the door on that and then sees sees the house and goes back to the real world where they leave. And then the guy with the glass, the fake eye guy, is following them. Yeah, he's them. right behind them, like yeah. two steps behind them. Yep. They <laughs> was kind of a weird... I mean, did they... Do the filmmakers think they've made him a legitimate threat that we are scared that he's following? I yeah, certainly no. don't. He's a goof. He's done nothing. Nothing, I say. He's just carved weird things, and he shot a his his men shot a girl who didn't die. Uh, he's, <laughs> but I'm sure we'll get way into his psyche in the next episode. Yeah. Um, 
So, yeah, David takes uh, got his sister free and takes her to their old home, and he's acting super creepy with her and reveals uh, reveals Lenny to her, uh, physically, I suppose, or, or, well, in her mind, who cares, um, reveals Lenny and finds out that he was adopted. Oh, my God. Yeah, can you believe he was adopted? No, there's no way he was adopted yeah, all no along. Way. No way. Uh, uh, so That's yeah, never happened adopted. in a superhero story. <laughs> yeah. He was adopted, and then, yeah, and we find out that, uh, you know, Lenny and Benny and King, they're all the same. Yep. Super, uh, super surprising. Well, then the crew arrives, and uh, we already Ugh. brought up Buffy, but did you, surely your mind went to Hush. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, it was kind of like... A, a way lesser than Hush that yes. happened. Yes, exactly. Uh, for those yeah. not in the know, Hush is an episode of season four of Buffy, wherein the entire town is uh, unable to speak due to demonic activity. Now, mm -hmm. the difference I see it as is that in Hush, you remember how the silence meant something? You remember how mm. the episode started and they were all unable to communicate with each other because they just didn't boil it down. They just they were talking too much but not really communicating and then they couldn't yes. talk and then they learned. I mean, this does sound like a, a an after-school special, but they learned something about themselves. They were able to communicate when they could not speak. Uh, mm -hmm. What did the silence mean here, Jim? It just meant David's God. It just meant David could do what he wanted. Like, mm -hmm. it didn't really mean anything besides that. Hmm. Well, they, it did mean that there was... I mean, I, I suppose in a way it's a, a, a sense of showing them out of their element and, though it's so creepy to be here. Yeah. But there's, like, a million ways to do that. Uh, they went with this one, and it's not awful, but it's also, like, because I have Hush in the back of my mind, I'm thinking of how they use the silence there, and here it just feels like dead air. Like, literally, when they're sh shouting at each other and it, it's silent, it makes it feel like such a long time is passing. Uh, it does. Yeah, it totally does. Um, and then that they yeah. mostly use it for jump scares, auditory jump scares, <laughs> like, and then someone, yeah. like, the angriest boy in the world runs past. That's what they used it for, and then in the end, when, when Lenny appears... But yeah, Sid follows the angriest boy in the world upstairs to the room where Lenny is and takes control of everything. And then what happens next? Uh, I guess suppose they go into her, no, his mind again, the the white room. Yeah, that's what happens. Yeah, like, well, they do the weird thing. Like they have the like the 20 minute scene where the, the memory guy and Dr. Bird are waiting at the door because someone's going to come in. And then it's Carrie, and it's, like, funny. Like, oh, my God, oh, we yeah. almost shot you, bro. It's <laughs> like, dude, we almost shot you. And then he, at one point, he does mouth, like, what the fuck? Yeah. And I, I guess they thought that was a cool little thing where he's like, what the fuck? And, but you couldn't hear him, so he got away with it. Cool. And so, like, they had to kind of explain to him, like, through motion, like, hey, you know, you can't talk. <laughs> and then we need, we need your fighter girl. And, he, like, he gets there in, like, two minutes. And then the fighter girl's there. And that all happens just so they could be in the, the last scene, basically. Oh, yeah. There like, was all no that... Yeah, they, they don't do anything. There's not even, like, a little scrap to show, like, why they're there. It's only so they could be like, okay, everyone's here. Good. All right. Now we can get to the end of this episode. Jesus. <laughs> what we would have done if they, everyone wasn't there. Well, uh, <laughs> he, had, he did have some sort of technological circuit board thing. Oh, that that's true. Okay. Yeah, you're right. He... he 
They want to put the thing on the neck to, so they could talk to David. Is that what it was? I don't even know what that was. Uh, but I, I did notice they had it. I assume they wanted to put it on David. He, yeah, he said that it, that will trap the parasite uh. so they could talk to David without... Okay, so I guess they did kind of have a thing, but they definitely had to get him there fast. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and they had to have a little wacky scene. Um, and oh, yeah, so then... Yeah, they finally... Uh, yeah, Lenny shuts Sid up and starts... You know, David's cowering in the corner. Or right. no, she straddles him and she's just kissing him and like, ah, it was me. I'm the villain. Like, I'm, a, I'm being all like a villain right now. <laughs> so. I should win an Emmy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah, then the, the rest of the crew comes running in and uh, then it seems like things are coming to a head. Mm -hmm. Oh, and yeah, then she goes into it. Well, she doesn't go into his mind until Frizzy uh, Top shows up. Yeah, Big Perm comes in and... Uh, shoots in slow motion and then Sid gets in front of him and is like David go to the white room or whatever and then the white room though turns red mm. Mm. yeah because the parasite comes in and chases her around like a big and big weird dude, thing I don't know if I'm weird but the way this show is and the way they like talk about sex with her I totally thought the fucking thing was gonna try to have sex with her <laughs> no they shot it intentionally that way <laughs> alright for sure like, with the bed like, like why is she falling yeah. onto the bed surely she is I mean unless there is something actually I mean I guess it's a monster following but yeah. she does have superpowers you know she does know how to fight and stuff she could jump over the bed I think but she falls down on it and is whimpering and, and he leans over and then they do flash to the end which is mm -hmm. them all sitting in a therapy circle together yeah and she's like what was I saying and it was she was talking about her dad dying and mm. how that made her stronger or something like that and then we come to see that uh, all our ragtag group is there in this group therapy back in what looks like the hospital we were in the beginning? Yep. Except now Lenny is the the like doctor or the therapist or whatever. Mm. Which, uh, yeah, I I mean, as I said, it feels like a step away from real things, which is why I wasn't super engaged. But I did like the last thing I wrote about this episode was that I liked it. So I mean, despite all the negative stuff we said, I did actually like this episode. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, as always, I'm worried and cautious towards uh, the next yeah. week's episode. But uh, I'm I, I'm in, I'm interested to see where it goes. I hope it goes somewhere interesting. Well, but it's like the thing is because it's hard to keep track of all the levels because we're in the real world. But then when they go to David's house, we're in David's world. But then when the guy goes to shoot David, Sid brings him to the white room. So then we're in the white room in David's world, which is outside of the real world. But yeah. then again, once the big monster is attacking Sid, then we go into the doctor's office. So now we're like four levels in. It's like a Rick and so, Morty episode over here. <laughs> basically. And because, I mean, I guess it was the predictable thought is I thought like, yeah, she'd be in the white room, but she did just get shot in the other in the in the house. But then again, that's still in David's world. And David is God there. So David could it, things did slow down. David could stop those bullets. Or it's just going to be Inception, where like then we get back to the house and she gets shot and has her death scene, and then we go back to the real world. I don't know. But they're clearly all inside his head, 
very deep down now because they all got yes. pulled in. So are they still standing there with their guns? Or was that even not even a little bit real? We don't even mm-hmm. know if the top level is even a, a 10% yeah. real thing. So it, yes. that's when it gets hard for me. Like, that's why the scene where he's like dancing around like a crazy person, killing your left, killing your right. That's where I'm the most on board because I'm like, okay, I believe this. Mostly, mm-hmm. you know, Division Three for sure. I don't think they're a manifestation of his subconscious. I think they're real people. They might not be, but but I mean, I uh, that that's what I'm connected to. I don't think we're the only ones confused. I did see an article uh, saying that uh, Gene Smart, who plays Melanie Bird, uh, said that uh, she and her castmates weren't always 100% sure <laughs> what was supposed to be happening. Uh, yeah. So they were kind of comparing notes, she says. Did you read the new sk- script? Did you get it? Did you understand? And then they decided to give themselves over to it, to the unknowledge of what was happening, which I, I think works because they play it on more of a detail level, which is the only way to do it, where they, they have a realism within the scenes and such, which is good. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I mean, she does say that, you know, we definitely trusted so much in in the showrunner and I would too if I was getting paid to act in the show and I wanted it to be a success. I can't say that I'm 100% there right now. What about you? Yeah. Now that makes complete sense. And I really like her too. I really like her as an actress and, and I like her you know, in other projects and in this show. So it's kind of, it's it's funny to hear that because mm-hmm. it totally feels like that's what it would be like. Um, and I'm sure like Noah Hawley or whatever his name is. Yeah. He's probably, they probably like trying to ask him for direction or whatever as a showrunner. And he's probably like, wait and see, you'll see. <laughs> like, don't, hey, just be in the moment. You're supposed to be in the moment. Like, because he, because on the inside, he really doesn't know either. He's just like, oh, I don't know. Well, that's the <laughs> thing. There's a lot of trust uh, to put in, to put in one person. Well, on that subject, she also did say, you won't see the end coming. There's a very interesting twist in literally the last seconds of episode eight, which, oh, uh, great. interesting. Oh. Interesting is an interesting word to use when talking about a a twist, an interesting twist, not a great twist, a very like mind bending twist, probably that will put everything in a weird perspective and we have to wait a year for the next one. Uh, It's going to be so annoying, isn't it? It's going to be so annoying. I can't imagine it not being super annoying, (laughs) especially in the like if it was the last episode, that's when you know that they have like. You know, there's different ways to do a twist. You can do a twist where you open a door and bam, something's there and you're like, oh, and end. Or you open a door and you deal with the consequences. No, wait, I messed that up. You open a door, right? <laughs> Hang on. Yeah, I'm going somewhere with this. With this. The, the question is, the cliffhanger is you open a door and then... Or you open a door and there's actually something on the other side. You have time to deal with it. You have time to do a thing. You know, in an eight-episode uh, season... The last episode should conceivably be the one that does a, an appropriate climax instead of throwing a monkey wrench into everything in the last second, presumably yeah. saying, like, this wasn't real all along, or maybe it was real all along, maybe it was all, you know, on the moon, uh, speaking of certain other shows. <laughs> There's a, all manner of possibilities for interesting twists. Um, well, I mean, yeah, it's interesting you bring up the, the open the door. Breaking Bad had that cliffhanger, though. He opened the door. There was something on the other side. And I guess it was clear what happened, but then it wasn't clear what happened. Yeah, remember yeah. Breaking Bad? I do remember Breaking Bad. And then uh, real quick to back up a second, and this is sort of on topic, sort of off topic, but it's funny hearing that about from Gene Smart talking about 
you know, getting the scripts and just kind of going with it. With uh, Buffy's uh, 20th anniversary, uh, like uh, this past month, yeah, um, I was reading some interviews with some, like they've been catching up with the cast, and Nicholas Brendan, who plays uh, Xander, it's funny, it's interesting here, I'm talking about season five with Dawn, and he's just kind of like, I don't know, I just showed up one day, and she was there, and she was like a main character, <laughs> and uh, I was reading these scripts, and I didn't really understand what was going on, <laughs> like... <laughs> And it's just funny, he's like, I just kind of went with it. And then there was something about memories or whatever. I don't even know. <laughs> yeah, that does make sense for him, though. I, I mean, speaking of which, not to be too much of a fanboy, but it really feels like there's, it's been 20 years. Uh, Joss Whedon handed over a blueprint to every other TV writer. Yes. And they still haven't figured it out. They still no. aren't doing it. They're still not no. doing the right things, Jim. Why aren't they just no. doing it? Well, because a lot of things, a lot of times, the right thing's hard to do. Like, even yeah. though, like, it, it takes, it just takes more work. That's so true. it's easier to just take some of the things, like, the surface things and be like, oh, we could do that. We could do, we could do a show. Yeah, we could do a fucking Teen Wolf show. Yeah. We could do a, you know, we could do a Vampire Diaries. Mm. Easy. Thanks. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But whatever. It is, I mean, and I suppose a lot of things do have to line up. I know people are trying. I know Noah's trying, uh, and I do think that he's doing something interesting. He's not trying to do Buffy, so I shouldn't, you know, try to force him yeah, to. Fair but, enough. Uh, but yeah, I, to, to finish up our discussion of episode five, which we do have to finish because I'm, episode six is coming out in like 10 minutes after we shoot this. Oh, very uh, true. But, uh, okay, two comments I pulled randomly from, from Reddit. Uh, this is from Fast Hammers, who wrote, We're five episodes into an eight-episode season, and we're spinning our wheels. The characters are under development, merely personality traits propped onto superpowered individuals. There have been there has been no particularly significant plot development. We keep circling around the same bits slash memories, uh, false memories in David's head, and it all just doesn't have uh, doesn't seem to be sustainable enough to keep a whole season of television afloat. David is by design, a bit of a cipher. In order for him to be more than that, they would have to substantially fill in his backstory, and they can't do that yet, because that will most likely be the big season-ending reveal. It all just feels like a bunch of pretty cool scenes and gimmicks lacking any beating heart in its center, which is too bad. Both seasons of Fargo were full of heart. Yeah, they were. Wow, that that guy is me. Yeah. (laughs) Am I David? (laughs) Exactly. That's why I wanted to share it, because it felt like... Put, putting the nail on the head of the of what were what you, especially you have been trying to say right yes absolutely and and because the thing is uh i guess i i get kind of insecure being negative because i know a lot of people sometimes you're just you end up just being the guy on the internet that's being negative yeah um so it's kind of nice to hear that someone's kind of thinking along the same lines and maybe i'm not just being a you know cynical dick about a good show uh but yeah that's kind of exactly what i thought like right up with fargo season one and two are are great as well well it did get um, downvoted a whole lot jim so all right there we go (laughs) that's what i was looking for yeah this was not a popular post jim uh Mm. and i I, one response which i think he was right in what he said and i think the response is also correct uh from their perspective it was from tan Tantu Medigo, who wrote, um, I'm watching it as a work of art. The entire story could be sketched out uh, on a short pa- short page, I'm sure, but that's not the point. It's an experience with emotional heft and connections between different expressions of the same ideas. A beautiful experience. So, 
if that works for you on that level, I'm sure yeah. that's uh, great. That sounds nice, and I suppose there's some of that in my enjoyment of it. Uh, yeah, but, but it's it's hard not to nitpick in a show where, as you say, it's ten minutes longer than. Uh, most shows and well not really anymore isn't every show like an hour these days uh 58 minutes without commercials uh, i mean maybe on netflix or something but i don't know that you typically now typically they're like 42 minutes it's just the i mean stuff maybe a watch, cable show yeah i guess yeah. a cable show is probably like 50 minutes but to that person's point like i get what they're saying but i kind of disagree it doesn't if it had the emotion if it had like the emotion behind it or if things hit a little harder, we wouldn't have these. Uh, and I, I don't even want to call them nitpicks because I don't feel like a lot of these uh, criticisms are nitpicks. I feel like a lot of these are problems with the show. Yeah. Yes, it, it's still a good show. It's still an enjoyable show, but it's it's these these are things that keep it from being a great show. And the yeah. potential is almost there for to be great. And in a way, they're doing like the opposite of. Uh, you know, like sometimes, a, well, not sometimes, all the time, like a shitty fucking big blockbuster comes out and people are like, just go in, turn your brain off. Who cares? Yeah. But he's doing it the other way where he's like, it's artistic. Fuck, you're too, like, you don't get it. I mean, maybe he's not that uh, in your face about it, but yeah, you, you can only give so much leeway. Like, yes, you can enjoy anything as a piece of art, even like fucking Transformers 4 or whatever. Um, but it doesn't mean that these criticisms are not valid and that that it, there are things keeping it from being as good as it can be oh absolutely i mean i'm i'm i see it exactly the same as you i'm just trying to present uh sure, what they said yeah. as as a different like as as not just saying i'm so confused it's so cool that i'm confused that's true. <laughs> yeah that's fair so just two opposing sides, uh, let us know where you're landing at. You can comment on the podcast, the show, or you can email us at showswhatyouknowshow at gmail.com. Send us your thoughts on the next episode. We may have time to include it before we record that one or whichever episode you're on, really. We also do discuss a lot of other shows, which you can all find, showswhatyouknow.com and our website. What else? Yes. You can also go to, you can find more from me at jimandthem.com. I uh, do podcasts, sometimes do videos, do commentaries on my YouTube channel, and you can find more from Jacob on awesomepedia.org. He does uh, another podcast and I think another podcast. And yep. He has videos on his YouTube channel as well. All kinds of content, plenty of content. We do all sorts of uh, stuff that takes us a lot of time that we don't get paid for, that you can yes. enjoy for free dollars at all. Yes. Uh, it's pretty great. It's a new age, everybody. Uh, I think that about sums it up. So um, see you in episode six. Yeah, peace.